Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're either in or you're out. Right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! <laughs> Pack your bags and get ready for a different kind of Vegas experience with someone who knows Vegas inside and out. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Welcome to Vegas Never Sleeps, an audio postcard from the fabulous Las Vegas Strip. I'm Stephen Maggi. We hope you're having a fantastic Thanksgiving weekend. And as we now enter the Christmas season, one thing becomes apparent. It's time for holiday music, and most of our collections consist of songs that were recorded decades ago. There just isn't a lot of new Christmas music. Well, we're changing all that. Last week, we introduced you to a great new song from our friend Chrissy Blazier. Today, you'll hear about a whole new album of Christmas music. This music was written and recorded many years ago by a great Vegas superstar, the late Fred Travelina. Yet, it's just now being released by his widow, Lois, who you will meet today. Later, we will continue our conversation with Dixie Dooley, who is a Vegas legend in the world of magic. Our regulars are back as well. Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com talks about the future of Las Vegas. He says conventions and sports will dominate the 2020s. Our real estate expert, Gady Medrano from Flipping Vegas, talks to you about the business of selling and buying property. If you want to do it professionally, you need to be proficient in new technology. The Wizard of Odds, also known as Michael Shackelford, is back. Do you hear a lot from folks that say they can help you beat the odds at the sports book? Michael says be very careful when listening to them. Finally, on our Good Life segment, sommelier Matt Leos sees some exciting things happening in downtown. Christmas on Broadway, come along and see the show. Christmas on Broadway. Holidays on Broadway, smile, relax, and let it flow. Showtime on Broadway. Theater parties poppin', cabbies startin', stoppin', dress the people stroll to and fro. Christmas on Broadway, come along, be part of the show. Get yourself a ticket early for this. If you're a fan of Impressionists, there really was none better than Fred Travelina. One of the very best you can ask guys like Rich Little and so forth, who all admired him. Rich Natoli told me he was the best he knew. And we have his wife on today, Lois Travelina. Fred, fortunately, has passed on. You can still have some of his great work, including his music, which is fantastic. And we're going to talk about a thing called the Manhattan Christmas Suite, which is fantastic. Wonderful purchase this year before Christmas. Lois, um... You guys were unusual in Hollywood in the sense that you were married a long time. <laughs> oh, yes, we were. It would have been um, 50 years and uh, before he passed. We, we just missed it by, I don't know, six months. So um, that was kind of sad. But um, we were real young when we got married. And uh, that, not to say that you don't have tough times in, in between, but the good part was Fred traveled. So when he traveled, he was away, and I was at home with the kids. So then when he came home, it was like a holiday again, you know? It was really, <laughs> it was super. It was super. We had a good life together. We did. Well, yeah. and, and, and everybody, when you mention Fred Travelina, they realize he's, he's gone, and he was just so great. He was really an interesting talent. And one of the interesting things about Fred, and kind of speaks to how long you guys were married, too, is 
of all the people I've met and talked about impressionists, everybody likes Fred Travelina. I mean, he had, yeah. it seems like he was just loved by everyone. He was. At one time, there were five impressionists, known impressionists, who did um, a show called The Copycats. I they love The Copycats. I love yeah, that. I'm glad we brought London. that up. There were, there were seven shows. Fred did five of them. And uh, they dressed like, they acted like, they sounded like uh, Rich Little, Gorshin, uh, George Kirby, Marilyn Michaels, one right. lady, and Fred. And they were the top all over the country. They worked all the time, every one of them. And we were so thrilled. Rich Little was kind enough in the beginning of time to recommend Fred to tell the agent to tell Shirley MacLaine to call Fred Travelina. He was that she wanted Rich Little to open for her, and mm -hmm. he wasn't available. He was working. The agent came to Fred, and sure enough, we were open, and uh, that's when Fred started working Las Vegas with Shirley MacLaine. Prior to that, he had worked with um, Johnny Mathis on a tour, and that was a hoot and a half. Um, yeah, he Johnny sounded Mathis, just like him, which is hard. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Johnny Mathis is the only entertainer that we ever knew who would go out on stage, the curtain would open, the lights would go on, and there was your star, the star of the show, mm -hmm. Johnny Mathis. And he would do 15, 20 minutes, and then he would say, I would now like to bring out a friend of mine, and, and then he'd introduce the opening act. And then Fred would go out, or whomever he had after that. Mm -hmm. But I had the opportunity not too long ago to give him thanks for that opportunity. Uh, celebrities don't do that. You know, they want to be the star. And if you're better than they are, when you go out there and get a standing ovation, well, you might not be working tomorrow. <laughs> you know, they don't want a, a, a opening act to get standing ovations or be that funny. But And there again, Fred was started out as a funny man, a comic. Right. And then um, one night when we were working together, I said, you know, to, to the audience, I bet if you had an impressionist here, someone who could do sound effects and, and, and copy other people, you would like that, wouldn't you? At that point, I said, well, Fred does that, and I backed off the stage. And Fred was stuck there doing stuck he wasn't stuck. <laughs> he knew exactly what he was going to do and where he was. I mean, and we hadn't rehearsed it, but he, that's, that was the beginning of the impressions. And so in later years, when he became a writer of music, uh, we were all blown away, just blown away. He always wanted to be a singer, but yeah. he couldn't get, lo couldn't get locked up as a singer. Oh, well, uh, it's a shame because I listen to these Christmas songs, and we're going to get into the album itself, but you forget how good. And I remember he could do things like not only Johnny Mathis, but Frank Sinatra, who oh, everybody had trouble with. There was a, You have to be a good singer to be able to do that. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. And, I mean, there were so many, um, even Mac Davis and um, a lot of the country western people, um, Fred just didn't stop. He kept trying and trying. We had a studio at our house. A stu we called it a studio. And uh, that's where he went, locked the door, and would work. He had a television. He had a sound system. And he would look at the, the, the camera would be on him, and he'd be, you know, doing that person. He practiced and worked all the time. 
You'll hear more from the widow of the great impressionist Fred Travelina, a regular Vegas fixture from the late 20th century, in just a moment. Time now for your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com. Today, Scott looks to the future. Where will Vegas visitors come from in the next decade? One of the things they're trying to do, of course, is diversify. And you see the doubling up the size of the convention center. But these problems are still going to be a problem even with that, right? Because you still have to compete. I think Vegas has a big advantage in that a lot of these hotels, if you're going to have a convention, not only is it a very attractive place, but it's also very cost effective compared to a lot of other major cities in the country. Yeah, I mean, there, there are cities that really are ahead of Las Vegas in terms of conventions. I think we still rank uh, at the top or near the top, but there are cities that are making inroads. Uh, the expansion of the convention center, the Las Vegas Convention Center, will be huge. A lot of people are pinning a lot of hopes on that, including the hotels in the neighborhood who are already investing a lot of money in that being a thing. That and sports. Pretty much conventions and sports. Uh, the leisure traveler, they seem to care less about. But as, if they can get more convention business and they, what they hope will be a new audience related to sports, the Raiders specifically, maybe hockey, I don't know. That's a, kind of a big deal for locals. Uh, they think that that and potentially other teams, if you get an NBA team, if you get a uh, Major League Baseball team, they think that's going to kind of win the day. I'm, I'm honestly not convinced. I, I don't know uh, that we're... We're kind of far enough ahead of the game. We're, we see that there are some issues, but I think we're pinning a lot of hopes on a, on a football team where there's eight weekends a year where there's a, a game. Uh, and this massive, expensive stadium, they're, you know, and this massive investment on the convention center, time will tell. How about that? That's my go-to phrase. Time will tell, and I hope I'm wrong because I'm, I am a, an expert, but I'm not a, a seer. I'm not a soothsayer, and I don't claim to be one. I'll do I, I uh, pretend to be one on the internet, but uh, there's really no way to know. But uh, the the visitation has leveled off, and that is not common in a boom economy. So that's a big red flag. Scott will be back again next week. Remember, check out VitalVegas.com every day. When it comes to Vegas, Scott's simply the best source there is for inside information. And you can also follow Vital Vegas on social media. They're everywhere. You'll hear more from the widow of the great impressionist Fred Travelina in just a moment. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, coast to coast on the BizTalk Radio Network. Christmas on Broadway prepares you to start a new Let's return to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Lois Travelina, whose late husband, Fred Travelina, has out a new holiday album called The Manhattan Christmas Suite. It's fantastic. Darling, let's take a walk. See some friends, then we'll smile and talk. In this magical, mystical, always quite lyrical Christmas in old New York 
Well, I think people should go to YouTube and see it because it's different than some of the impressionists. Now there was he, there was a certain kindness to Fred. You never you would only take it as a compliment, and there wasn't some of the meanness that we see in some of the things today that are done. It's, it's fascinating. Oh, I know. I know. No, there was no meanness, and uh, some somebody tried to rewrite a, a script that Fred had written, and it was a f- funny, happy, joyful, fun time script. And when I got it back, because he was going to tweak it, um, it became F this and F that, excuse me, audience. I, I said, N- no, Fred, uh, I mean, Frank Sinatra, that's who he was doing. Mm-hmm. Frank Sinatra would never say those words in front of a woman. So that's what they were writing. That's what they are writing. And I went to a comedy club the other night, and I wanted to walk out. It's really, it's become a crutch, too, where they just use it. It's a, I like... I like what Jerry Seinfeld says, where if, if you uh, have to use that and it won't work without it, it really isn't funny. And, and that is a good no. way of looking at it. You've got a, kind of a cool thing, too, available on your website, uh, which mm-hmm. we can tell them uh, is for us, fredtravelina.com. Uh-huh. And uh, it's an audio compilation of all these uh, things in Vegas and stuff, including he's doing the Rat Pack and stuff. It's kind of a really great uh, remembrance. And uh, you oh, can yeah. get that for just like twelve ninety five, as I remember. Yeah, yes. All those voices and the all the uh, oh the live at the ice house, that was comedy and impressions. That that was so fun. And what I love, this is called the Manhattan Christmas Suite songs. It's not just Christmas songs; they're original things. And I just felt I listened to them, and I felt like, my gosh, I'm in New York City. I could picture the uh, snow See? falling in Central Park. <laughs> See, that's right. The um, and that's of all of Fred's music that he wrote. You can understand every word. Uh, the orchestrations are phenomenal, and there's a story. Fred always said that Frank Sinatra made people fall in love, and I don't know if that happened so much with Fred's music. I feel it now because I listen to it, and I wish, oh, I wish he was here. Right. But, you know, you fall in love again. But um, you can understand the words. And with the Manhattan Christmas Suite, he wrote a song about Manhattan. It was Christmas time. And he did and he used to do the um Thanksgiving Day parades. Oh. Well that would that would put him in the mood. He did that five years. Five oh. years straight he was in the Macy's Day Parade. I mean, give me a break. Who yeah, gets the, to do that? That kicks off Christmas. Yeah, it does. I mean that, I remember growing up with that. Yeah, you'd watch that every year. You still do. You bet. I still do. That's my that's why I do Thanksgiving morning. So all of a sudden he started writing a song and it was about New York. At Christmas time. Then the next thing I knew, he wrote this one, and then he wrote that one, he wrote this one. Steve Allen said to him, he, he was telling him about the CD and uh, about New York. And I just love New York and oh, the beauty of it at Christmas time and when the snow falls. And then he said, but Freddie, one song about New York at Christmas time, but 11? <laughs> wrote 11 original songs on this album. You can see Fifth Avenue and the theaters, and uh, it's wonderful. Yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it makes but, you think of New York really in its prime. I mean, I it just in Las Vegas, there's uh, the Cosmopolitan has a little ice skating rink that's kind of outdoors, and you look over, you can see uh, the skyline of Vegas, and it has a little of that New York feel, and I just imagine that music would fit right into that with the hot chocolate and the skating and bet. everything. <laughs> you bet. You bet. 
ooh, we're all going to be going there pretty soon. <laughs> well, well, let's so so when uh, let's tell people how they can get this because it's really it, it's really worthwhile. And now's the time to get it so you have it for the whole Christmas season. Okay, yeah, you can go to the uh, fredtravelina dot com, and uh, on there it says you can uh, you've got the picture of the Manhattan Christmas Suite right up front. And add that to the card, and then at the end, uh, it tells you how you can pay for it, and it will come to my office, and we'll take care of it. And it's great, to, it's great to hear Fred again. It's just a, a wonderful thing, and I suggest people check out. If they don't know who he is, go to YouTube, just put in Fred Travelina, and you will see some fantastic work. If you remember any of those people that he's doing impressions of, you probably say what I said the first time I saw him. I was like, wow, that guy's really yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and here on, on the front page of the website, it says if you click here, you can go to the video, which goes along with the Manhattan Christmas tweet, uh, the first song that's on the album. And uh, he had gone into New York, and they filmed this, that, and the other, and then they put it all together. And it coincides with the wording oh, that he went, what he's singing and you can see that the central park and so people can do that too and uh there you, there's youtube youtube is loaded just loaded i can't get over how many people have put some uh, things up thanks lois Coming up in just a few moments, you'll hear part two of our conversation with Dixie Dooley, longtime popular magician who's played all over Vegas. Time now for Gady Medrano of Flipping Vegas with her luxury living Vegas style. Talk a little about some of the differences. I mean, the old days, you would you pick your open house day, right? And you'd put your ad in here. I guess it'd be the Review Journal. If it was in the Bay Area, it was in the Mercury News and in the Chronicle. And it would all work that way. Now it's completely different. You've got to know technology to succeed. Oh, this is the Internet age, without a doubt. If you are not up to date with tech... In, in multiple categories, you will be left behind 100%. And that's with regard to marketing properties, that's with regard to um, just getting leads, because a lot of people that are, are buyers, the, among the first things that buyers do is they look online. What are houses looking like? And they'll go to Zillow, they'll go to all these different sites, Redfin, et cetera, uh, Craigslist, you know, whatever. And they're just generally casually looking at, so you have to be able, so just lead generation for your business as a realtor, you have to know internet, CRM, just keep just keeping in contact and, and just maintaining those relationships. Also critical, everything is technology-based and all different platforms of marketing, whether it be to a consumer, uh, to get leads or to get potential customers or to get or to get a property sold, all of it. We're in the internet age. I don't. I don't. I don't remember the last time I did um, a newspaper ad, as you just mentioned. <laughs> you know, the newspapers online. You know, we have the directories. Um, sometimes I've done some mailers and stuff, and and you know, you go back to to the old school. You know, because I've been there. I lived that, and I had some success. But it always has to be in conjunction with technology. You have to automate things. You have to use the highest level of of effectiveness with regards to even managing your time and and things like that. It's it's, it's we're in, we're in a new world. <laughs> it's technology. You can contact Gady at her website gadyrealestate.com. She spells it G A D Y. People ask me all the time about the good old days in Las Vegas. You know when you could stay for less and your money went a long way. Well, guess what? I got the way you can do that right now. Stay at the Orleans Hotel. It's a great place. Believe it or not, they have free parking, which is almost unheard of these days. Lower resort fees. You got to find out more. Make a reservation at orleanscasino.com. That's orleanscasino.com. 
You are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi nationwide on the BizTalk Radio Network. I'm Peter Pavone, and you're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Today's show is brought to you in part by the Orleans Hotel and Casino, the best deal in Vegas. They've got great rooms, great dining, and incredible prices, and it's all dressed up for Christmas. And remember, coming soon, Engelbert Humperdinck and Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. Call for reservations or make them online at orleanscasino.com. Last week, you met longtime Vegas magician Dixie Dooley. He's back again this week as we present part two of our conversation with Dixie. Instead of just worrying about the kind of the weirder things of the guy that suspends himself in New York City from stuff, and that's interesting. But boy, it would sure be interesting to learn more about Houdini and some of the stuff he did. Yeah, those are stunts. Those are stunts. Now Houdini had a purpose for f- performing his stunts. He he would do things like the upside down straight jacket, which I'm the only one that's really done the upside down straight jacket about four or five times here on the uh, hanging over the Las Vegas Strip over the years. Wow. Uh, made front page headlines. Stop traffic. I remember remember Steve Warwick who was a magician here in town for a long time. He's still around, but I don't know if he's performing or not. But uh, uh, I was doing the upside down straight jacket for the grand opening of the plaza, hanging way up in front of the uh, downtown in front of the plaza hotel and casino and uh, it stopped traffic and he was coming from where he was having rehearsals at his theater and he says, I'll be damned Dixie, I had to sit there in traffic. The traffic was stopped and watch you perform the stunt because I was going home and I couldn't go any further in my car they they stopped the traffic there and i thought that that's great you know <laughs> great story but uh yeah the um houdini um i i became friends with the family of houdini and uh marie blood and now her son marie passed away a few years back but she used to come to vegas all the time to see me and tell me a lot of intimate stories about houdini and growing up living with the houdinis at 278 west 113th street in new york city where was their home and and everything in the summertime he used to take her by the hand to the theater and set her in the back and call her up on stage he'd throw the curtain back come through the curtain and say is my little niece here and she'd come running up on stage with him and jump up into his arms to a great big round of applause he was always the showman you know yeah and um she never saw him perform the second part of his show because she was always backstage because he would call <laughs> yeah. her up during the intermission and so uh but he remember she had some great memories i became dear friends with them i have the seance every year and plus, I have seance at my theater every Wednesday at uh, my Majestic Theater. There. Okay, we got to talk about that. Yeah. What, what, so, seance, what, what goes on? There? I mean, I know what one is, but... Uh I can't say I've ever been to one, so tell us what they would expect. With well, I have Dennis Allard, who goes by the name of Dr. Cagliosis, and he is the conduit to the spirit world. And, uh, and he has the accruedments of the discipline with him, which are the spirit trumpet, which you hold up to your ear and listen to the voices of the dead speak to you. Of course, it helps if you're a postal worker because they're hearing <laughs> voices quite frequently. And, um, and then you have uh, tambourines, which like the spirit medium Marjorie used on stage. She believed that the uh, seance should be a celebration with musical instruments and all. So they used tambourines and they would float around the room and, and, and 
and things, objects like that. And uh, what we do is we we um, have, I, I give a demonstration just like Houdini used to do, or very similar to what Houdini used to do, of spirit tricks used by fraudulent spirit mediums around the turn of the century. Now, this was real prevalent and popular in Houdini's era because it was right after World War One, and there were a lot of people who lost relatives and all, and there were a lot of dead um, uncles and granddads and uh, from the war. And so what they would do is uh, they would go to the spirit mediums to try to talk to them. Now, uh, when Houdini's mother died, he was totally devastated. And so they told him he could talk to his mother again if he went to the seances. So he went to the seances, but when he went there, he found out that they were using magic tricks. The same type of magic tricks that he had used for years in his, in his, um, in his shows and stuff. Yeah. And in grow, he had grown up seeing uh, magicians used. And he understood them and, and recognized them for what they were. And he thought it was a shame that, they were, uh, that the fraudulent spirit mediums were taking money from, um, from people uh, claiming that they could talk to the dead right, relative. Exactly. And so he tried to get a law passed against it. He went to Congress and he said that if they cannot do what they say they can do, then we shouldn't give them a business license to practice. And that would drive them out of business. Uh, he didn't get the law passed, and, uh, but he continued his campaign all the way up until the end of his life uh, to uh, wage this campaign against fraudulent spirit mediums because he thought it was a crime that what, what they were doing. He didn't say that it wasn't possible and that there wasn't genuine spirit mediums out there that could communicate. And Marjorie was one of them that gave him a lot of trouble trying to figure out how she was doing some of the things that uh, she did. But well, didn't, didn't he have a thing with his wife that he was going to see if there was talking to the dead? He had told her something that only she would know? Yes, there was a spirit code. It was called the, the Marjorie code. Uh, I mean, the, uh, it was called the Rosabel code, excuse me. And Rosabel was uh, one of the the songs that they uh, they uh, was a song that they had uh, uh, performed uh, she had performed early in her mm-hmm. career and one of their favorite songs and he also had uh, Rosabelle in, uh, in in his wedding band and it said, uh, it, said uh, it was engraved on the inside Rosabelle Rosabelle I love you more than words could tell and uh, that was part of the code that she would know it was him if he came back hmm. You know, we, you and I share something. We both went by the term Magic Man. And yeah, I was yeah, a radio yeah. disc jockey mm-hmm. at the time and hard headed the song, so it was great. I had my own song. <laughs> You're not going to get into that, are yeah. you? Okay, no, you I, are. I, I am going to get into that because you did Fortune Tell, which is a different thing than mm-hmm. what you're talking about there. Mm-hmm. Talk a little about that. I you, had, you fun had fun with it. with it, right? I had fun with it. Yeah, years ago, I was going through a really hard time, like, I, like I'm not now. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going through a really difficult time. And, and, uh, and so um, I, I got a job on the phone which I love because you could be sitting there in your pajamas, uh, you know, and talking on the phone. (laughs) Dress code uh, is light, yeah. My name uh, for telling fortunes was uh, was, uh, Mr. Magic. 
Mm. And they'd call up and I'd say, yes, this is Mr. Magic. <laughs> you know, and we, I'd talk to him from all over the country. And for me, it was, it was really, really fascinating because it was, it was very similar to therapy or counseling for these people and trying to help them, you know. Yeah. And I, I thought it was a really good thing. I, I didn't know it to begin with. At first, I thought it was just going to be for the money. But then I thought, well, I'm really doing a good thing here. I'm helping people. Is there any other th- particular times of the week we should be looking for and stuff we want to make sure we see that on the weekend because you can go to the magic show all right. I mean the magic shop well, the majestic, all the time the majestic theater have shows seven days a week including Bobby Mayo Jr. who's who's there on, been a guest on, on our Saturday show. Great. at yeah, 4 o'clock good. great entertainer and uh, I have Zamora the Torture King who is there four nights a week uh, I have uh, uh, Dr. A's medicine show which is a medicine magic show which is there on Tuesday nights so real nice variety of stuff all kinds of things just call up and check and see what who and when they're performing at the uh, at the um, Majestic Theater at the Royal Resort, and uh, got that going on, and also my Curiosity Shop, which is off of Russell and Pecos over there in the Antique Mall. It's all kinds of antiques, which uh, we don't have someone there to demonstrate. Sorry, <laughs> you just have to look yeah. at it. You see antique, you like it, you buy it. You know what I mean? So, what kind of stuff? Anything in particular? Oh well, we got we do have magic, but it's more antique magic you know and and posters and we got like things like a plate with the magician levitating uh, a a lady on the plate and you know just uh, decorations and and we have antique books in there we have let me think what else all we have oh we got a vampire killer kit in there wow. now that <laughs> yeah. I met Bella Lugosi's granddaughter yeah. <laughs> not too long ago Bella Lugosi's granddaughter I was telling her about my vampire uh, killer killer kits and they're very very unique they have salt they mm-hmm. have uh, holy water you know the, you know what the salt is for right you sprinkle it around the entrance of the doorway and before a vampire can enter they have to count every grain of salt oh. you know and it <laughs> delays them so you can get away yeah it gives you some time <laughs> yeah, to yeah. go gives you some time to run More with Dixie Dooley, who you can see at the Boulevard in just a few moments. By the way, you should really check out the Boulevard. It's a huge shopping center that has a lot to see, including the Nevada Boxing Hall of Fame. Time now for statistician, actuary, and expert in gaming odds and probabilities, the Wizard of Odds, Michael Shackelford. Ever have someone tell you they always beat the spread when they bet sports? Michael warns you to be skeptical. So what do you tell these guys that go, look, I know football. I'm an expert. I study this stuff. I can beat the odds makers. Still pretty tough, right? I mean, these guys are good. And and when 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 I look back and stuff... More often than not, they're right, and sure things happen. But when you when you run the numbers, I guess it seems like more often than not, they're right. When I hear someone say that they're this great handicapper, I always wait for them to drop the next shoe and to charge for their picks. I have a very low opinion of touts in general. I think that most of them are no good, and they. They could just be flipping a coin to make their picks. I'm not saying this about all of them, but I, I don't have a great deal of respect for this business. I feel if someone were such a good handicapper, they could make plenty of money just betting their own picks. The Wizard will be back next week. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, coast to coast on the BizTalk Radio Network. Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. 
You are listening to Dixie Dooley, magician, entrepreneur, and a true Vegas icon. Actually, everything you're involved with is really cool. I mean, I love seeing this because this is more than just going and seeing the show, and that's all great. There's all stuff around town here. People need to know. It's a labor of love. It really is. I, I found that if, if I really wanted to work hard at something, I had to have a passion for it. I, I, when I first got out of high school every, in, in Augusta, Georgia, where I grew up and went to school, and uh, they said, well, you got to quit playing with this stuff. Because back in Augusta, it was a small town. There were, was no really no future. I had a television show there for eight years, and, and I had done everything I possibly could do in Augusta. That's why I finally eventually decided I'd make the move to Las Vegas. But Smart move. Yeah, yes, it was, I think it was. I had to give up a lot, and, and I loved Augusta. You know, I yeah, loved living there. Grow up it was sure. my home, and I had friends there and everything, but, but uh, you know, I had to make that sacrifice, so I put all my stuff in my little station wagon and drove all those miles out here with nothing not even one booking or one job and I gave up $5,000 worth of booking back there bookings wow. back there because yeah. I had a television show and I was popular and I was doing things there you know uh, but um, I was here two days and I got in a show called Here's Entertainment at the old Bourbon Street that they tore down you know mm-hmm. you know I was there and I played the part of Houdini in a show called Here's Entertainment you've seen obviously a lot of changes is are you happy with what's happened here because I mean it's a Way different town than when you came here in the late 70s. Well, what echoes in my mind is uh, what someone told me a long time ago. The secret to success is the ability to adapt to change. And that's it, it constantly uh, evolves. Las Vegas is an exciting city. I love Las Vegas. You know, uh, they named November 13th Dixie, yeah, I was Dixie bring Dooley that up. Day here. Yeah, you know, that Vegas. is very cool. Oscar Goodman, you know, presented me the award and all that. And I, I'm in the Las Vegas Entertainers Hall of Fame. Uh, I was inducted into that. And uh, I, I am very proud of Las Vegas and the move that I made here. It's my home. I've lived here longer now than anywhere else in the world. I wouldn't want to go anywhere. Some people can't handle it because it's got all the vices. Anything right. you want, it's here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, if you're if you're a drug addict, you're going to... You'll love it. Drugs. <laughs> you if you're like, an alcoholic, yeah, right. you know, if you like women, chasing women, it, it, one of my downfalls, which I <laughs> yeah. really had to check myself on numerous times. <laughs> but uh, uh, I've been happily married a bunch of times. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am single now, so thank God. So you can, and no problem. You can do that. Mm-hmm. You can enjoy the town for... <laughs> yes, yes, but I, I love Las Vegas. It's a great city. I mean, I... In my home, I stay. I can watch television, uh, stay at home, uh, work on the computer, and it's just like I'm in Augusta or anywhere else in the world. Right. But the difference is, if I want to walk out that door, I'm five minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. The greatest entertainers, the greatest shows, the greatest sporting events, the greatest art, works of art, yeah. the greatest films, everything is right here at my fingertips. Absolutely. All I got to do is just get in the car and go there you know within five minutes i'm there it's there for me well when you come to las vegas there's no excuse you got to see dixie duel you can see him on stage you can see him in his very own magic shop i think the magic shop is a great thing we should all plan that the boulevard's a great shopping center to see as well let's tell people how to get into all this first of all they want to make sure to come see you and get a ticket and so forth what do they need to do well uh each one of the shows at the royal resort uh uh, operates uh, independently. 
In right. other words, they all produce their own shows and they all sell their own tickets and they all go to different ticket vendors and you can go uh, uh, all over town. You can check and see, do you have tickets to the Royal Resort? Right. And then they can uh, um, also, I, I noticed we're at the same location as the uh, Home Shopping Network. Some of the, you know, they give away tickets to the shows. Oh. Uh, so uh, you just check and see where you can get tickets to see this uh, or if they can good. get them at the door. Mm-hmm. And then you said you had the the other store, uh, with, with the Curiosity, the, the curiosity shop. shop. Yeah, that's on Russell and Pecos inside the Antique Mall. And it's a um, it's a curiosity shop. It's different than a, a magic shop. Don't go there and expect to see uh, someone behind a counter doing magic tricks. Right. You know, uh, occasionally there is, but not not that often. But uh, uh, that's more antiques and collectibles items. We got a lot of autographed eight by tens. You know, some of them here from here in Vegas. Uh, uh, Shimada was a friend of mine and still is for, for years. David Copperfield, autograph 8x10s. Uh, so, you know, we, we sell these see. things. There's going to be something a lot for of, you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then finally, about your website, because there's a lot of background that we didn't even get a chance to cover. Uh, where can people go to find out all about you? Well, Facebook is probably the number one. It's constantly updated all the time. Pictures of the shows at the boulevard, uh, pictures of my little... Gracie appearing in the show and cool. you know and we got pictures of the magic shop pictures of the the stage there that Should I perform on we just look up on. Dixie Dooley yeah, on, Facebook. on Facebook and uh you know well we can't wait to see you hopefully we'll have you on again and thanks for being with us Dixie hey, appreciate it's it wonderful we've just we've just scratched the surface Matt Leos the former psalm over at Delmonico's and one of our experts on the Vegas good life is back Today, Matt shares some exciting restaurant options for your next visit. What else has happened in downtown? You know, are you kind of excited about Circa? I mean, there's a lot of expectations out there. To that kind of was the name the, I was uh, just racing to try to remember. That's the new casino that's going up downtown. Um, yeah, hell yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited about everything that's happening downtown. Uh, that's where Esther's Kitchen is, and Atomic Kitchen's down there. Hopefully, Atomic Kitchen is um, yeah, I've heard, I've heard, improving. Yeah. I, I don't know what's going on it's there. It's a great concept, been, but what happened? It's awesome. I'm not sh- I think that they've changed over a lot of owners. They lost their, their amazing chef, uh, Mr. Hall, Dustin Hall. I don't know what's going on there exactly. I haven't been in in a long time. The food under Justin was freaking amazing and there's a new restaurant that's slated to open in um i think she said november kim owens is the the amazing woman behind the concept it's called main street provisions wow. it's going to be on main street obviously and justin yeah. kingsley hall is going to be her chef justin hall was the executive kind of chef de cuisine or sous chef whatever you want to call him at uh, Sparrow and Wolf and worked alongside Brian Howard at Sparrow and Wolf and just another really talented off strip chef so I'm very excited to see Main Street Provisions open and um, see what kind of food and they're going to have a, a wine program it's going to be a small wine program I'm, I, I'm gathering mm-hmm. uh, but should be a very cool concept and Kim Owens she's amazing Next week, you'll meet Hollis Jade, lead singer of the Love Zombies and the newest member of the Vegas Never Sleeps family. Hollis will become a regular contributor, keeping a close eye on the entertainment scene around town. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow us on all social media platforms, including Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Have a great weekend. This is Stephen Manchie reminding you, Vegas Never Sleeps. Vegas, here we go!